Well, hello there. Welcome to the Clean the Stage podcast. I'm Angela Lucier. I'm your host. I'm also an author, speaker, and CEO of the f- and founder of the Speaker Sisterhood, a network of public speaking clubs for women, which by the way, as I mentioned last week, is growing like crazy. You should definitely go to our website, speakersisterhood.com and check out what is happening with our growth. If you are in Massachusetts, pretty much Eastern Western Mass, If you're in Portland, Maine, if you're in Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania, if you're in the Hartford, Connecticut area, there are clubs near you and you should join them. And if you did not hear your area on that list, but you're thinking, I want to get involved, we have a virtual club launching and you should definitely check that out because you could become a better public speaker like by sitting at home and not even leaving your house. So check out speakersisterhood.com, go to club directory and you can learn all about what's happening there and maybe even start your own club. I also want to mention that I am wearing headphones from Studio, which is a Swedish company that creates different um, types of headphones, ear earbuds for all different uses. And they mailed me a set to try out and I love them. They sound so good. They're so comfortable. And I love that they go behind your head so you don't have this thing hanging down in front of you. I don't know about you, but I always catch my hand on it and then rip my earbuds out of my ear, especially when I'm like in the middle of something really interesting. I'm listening to a podcast or something and I'm like, ah, I have to put these things back in. So I recommend go to studiosweden.com and check out what they have there. If you're interested in, in any of the different styles, you can get a 15% discount as one of my listeners. The discount code is STAGE15 and just um, enter that when you uh, go to purchase your headphones. And you can also get a link, which is in the show notes, if that's an easier way for you to get to the site. So highly recommend this amazing product. Wanna thank Studio for sending me these headphones and helping me with my my podcast setup. It's always a work in progress. I'm so glad you're here at the Clean the Stage podcast. It is all about discovering, awakening, and creating your voice through the art of public speaking. And on today's episode, I'm interviewing two very inspiring women, Nancy and Kim, who are the co-authors of this really awesome new book called The Power of a Pivot, How Changing Your Mindset Can Bring You More Joy in Every Aspect of Your Life. Kim Howie and Nancy Wertine are the co-founders of the Wisdom Coalition, and today we're talking all about how to bring more joy to public speaking. Shocking, right? Is that even possible? It is. I actually love public speaking, and it's like still shocking to me that I even got to this point in my life, because there was a point where I felt like it was the scariest thing, it was the hardest thing, it was so stressful, I had so much anxiety about it. I would get so hot and nervous and worried and wonder like, why am I putting myself through this? This is the craziest thing. But I'm so glad I did because it changed my life and I do find so much joy in the process now. And in order to accelerate your own path of finding joy in public speaking, today's episode is going to offer you tons of strategies and techniques and tools and stories and ideas that will help you to not only enjoy the process of writing and putting together your speech, but also those few minutes before you get on stage, while you're on stage, and after you get off the stage. So lots here. And I would recommend grabbing a pen and just listen and write down anything that resonates with you. Anything that you think sounds like, yeah, that's something I could try. Because there's just so much packed into this one episode that I think you are going to love. So without further ado, my interview with Kim Howie and Nancy Wertine of the Wisdom Coalition. Okay. 
Welcome, everyone, to the Claim the Stage podcast. This is episode 70, somehow. I have a very exciting episode for you guys today. I'm interviewing Nancy and Kim from the Wisdom Coalition, and they are the authors of The Power of a Pivot, How Changing Your Mindset Can Bring You More Joy in Every Aspect of Your Life. So today we're talking about joy, and before we get into that, I want to introduce my guests and a little bit about their background. Kim Howie is an author, a certified health coach, and designer of the Pure Energy Program, which focuses on building awareness around the physical and emotional effects of food, as well as the mind-body connection. And Kim holds a bachelor's degree in psychology. She's a graduate of the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and is currently continuing her studies in the field of positive psychology. Nancy Wertine is an award-winning broadcast journalist currently working as an anchor and reporter at WFMZ TV 69 in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Nancy also teaches at the college level and is a freelance writer, and she holds a Master of Communication Arts degree with distinction from the New York Institute of Technology. Kim and Nancy, welcome to the show. Hi, Angela. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Why don't you tell everyone um, who's who so that we know which, which, which one's Kim, which one's Nancy. <laughs> I'm Nancy. <laughs> and I'm Kim. Okay. <laughs> so I want to know a little bit about how you guys got into this work of helping people find more joy in your life before we get into all the tips and advice on how to do that, especially as it applies to public speaking. So where did this idea come from? <laughs> Well, you know, I think that it, it really evolved organically in, um, in seeing things that worked in our own life and understanding how important those things were to other people. You know, it was Kim who um, kind of brought the idea to me as far as she's always been a very positive person and has really used positive psychology and things to change her life. And being around her enough, I started to think, wow, you know, she... Uh, She's really onto something. And so one day we just got to talking, you know, organically, like, wouldn't it be great if we could share this message with other people and help them to um, live their lives differently as we have? And, uh, and one thing led to another. You want to add to that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we had this vision of creating this collaborative community, you know, where women are supporting each other and helping each other find more joy in life. And, you know, it's really, I think, exceeded our expectations. You know, it's taken on a life of its own and, you know, we've been doing some really wonderful things with the Wisdom Coalition. So, yeah, it's great. Yeah, we thought we were going to have, uh, I think, a monthly event. Right. We thought. Yeah. And uh, now we have a TV show. We're doing podcasts <laughs> every week. We wrote a book. You know, right. it's just, uh, it, I often say the Wisdom Coalition is like a kite, and we're sort of hanging on to the tail. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> where it's going to take us. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And, and I think as you start to get a business going, you start to see all the possibilities, all the people you can help, all the different ways you can help them. So it's great that you're tapping in in so many different ways. So as I mentioned earlier, we're going to talk about joy today. And when people think about public speaking, I would say probably 99% of them don't directly go right to joy. <laughs> they probably stop at fear first, maybe some anxiety, maybe some stress, some pressure, and then maybe eventually down the road they arrive at joy. But we wanted today to connect the experience of speaking to joy. So how do you add joy to the process of giving speeches? Just as a starting point. Yeah. And you know what? We, we love this question because that's what we're all about is adding joy really to every single thing in your life. And, you know, we think it has everything to do with shifting your thinking, reframing your thoughts. Mm -hmm. You know, um, one thing Kim and I do is we do some public speaking and we do presentations. And mm -hmm. I think we learned early on that, you know, 
we needed to embrace the process <laughs> and, and go with the flow, you know, and there's, there's a beauty in working together. That's, you know, it's very different. You know, most people are doing speaking by themselves mm -hmm. um, and having a partner is great in a lot of ways because we can give each other the affirmations we need, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But it can also be interesting because I, I have a tendency to derail us on, on every <laughs> turn. When we first started, Kim and I would say, um, we would say, uh, you know, well, you're going to start or I'm going to start. And invariably, nine times out of 10, I would lose my mind and flip the whole thing because I was so used to working on my own. And, you know, those things would happen. Or the other thing that I really do is I have a phlegm apocalypse about two minutes before I can start anything. Every TV show, I start <clears throat> about two minutes beforehand and Kim says, what are you doing? You know? So I think that, you know, part of what we've learned is that we need to figure out why we're doing whatever we're doing and to go with the flow and, and be flexible and be, and be open. Yeah, absolutely. And we have this phrase that we use at the Wisdom Coalition about filling up your own cup. And, you know, it's something that we do for ourselves and we also help each other with that before our presentations, you know, helping us focus on our strengths, the things that we do well, the, the why, the why behind what we're doing, you know, why, why is it that we feel so passionate about what we're speaking about and, you know, use that to, you know, build the joy inside. Yeah, because, is, you know, I love this. What does that process actually look like? Like when you're filling up your cup or you're saying, let's go with the flow. Cause I think it's, it's one thing to say, yeah, I'm just going to go with the flow. But on the inside, you're like, ah, I'm not going with the flow. How do you actually do that? Well, you know what? It's a complicated process in that it's something that you have to work at every single day. Yeah. You know, you can't just think you're going to find joy in your presentations. You have to find joy in every single yeah. day and every single experience in your life. And you have to do that actively by making a choice to do that by shifting your focus. You know, Kim is uh, getting her master's degree in positive psychology and we've learned a lot. She has shared with me a lot of the techniques. Maybe you want to share some of those, those techniques yeah, that sure. we use and that we try to tell other people to mm -hmm. use. Absolutely. Well, and also to reiterate what Nancy just said about, you know, you have to, this has to be a process every day. You don't just fill your cup up the morning of the presentation. <laughs> you know, you have to be filling your cup up all the way up, you know, every day of your life. So, um, you know, one of the things that I've learned through positive psychology is some really wonderful tips and techniques, uh, many offered by um, Barbara Fredrickson, who is is one of the lead researchers in positive psychology. And she has a theory that's called, you know, um, broaden and build. And it's all about um, the upward spiral that happens with our thoughts. I mean, just like we all are very familiar with the downward spiral, right? <laughs> you know, you have this thought of negativity and suddenly before you know it, you know, the world is about to end, right? Well, this works in the opposite as well. You know, if you start small and you broaden and build those, those feelings, those emotions, they will eventually expand. And you know, one of the other things about expanding those positive feelings is that it expands your ability to think straight. Because as we um, you know, uh, get caught up in the fear or any of those other types of emotions that constrict us, we actually can't think. And I think you know, people can relate to that. You're getting ready to go on stage and all of a sudden, like, I can't remember what I'm supposed to say. I can't get out of my own way, right? So you know, if you can slowly start to build on the positive emotions, looking for something, one tiny positive thing, and then build on that for the upward spiral to begin. And you know, the other thing that, that I just love that has taught me so much that you know, Kim taught me that we talk about all the time in the Wisdom Coalition is this idea of reframing our thoughts. So it has to do with taking a look at what's really inside your head. Mm -hmm. you know, what are you really thinking about before you go out for that speech? Are you thinking, you know, 
oh my gosh, I'm going to forget my words or, or I'm not going to do a great job or the guy in the third row is going to fall asleep. You know, you have to listen and you have to, you have to figure out what do you need in your head that's going to serve you. And those thoughts are not going to serve you. The thoughts that are going to serve you are, wow, I know my material. I've practiced. I'm good at this. I want to connect with these people. I have a really great opportunity to go in that room and get some really good face-to-face -face connections, have some human interaction that's going to be uh, propelling me to the next level. I mean, that's what you have to put inside your head before yeah. you go and do anything, anything. Well, I love this concept of the upward spiral because you definitely hear a lot about the downward spiral. So that's a nice way of course. We're all familiar with that. Yeah. And just the idea of finding one positive element in every experience is, is you say that's the way to kind of start building that upward spiral, right? Yeah. And then and, and when you're thinking about getting I'm sorry, let me just say this. You know, this is something that Kim and I do every day. This morning I came out to go to my car and my left rear tire was, you know, almost flat. And here we are, we've got this podcast with you. I'm like, you know, what am I going to do? What am I supposed to do? But, you know, in the past, in my life, it would have been, you know, it would have been a lot of cursing. It would have been a bad <laughs> attitude that would have taken me from breakfast, lunch to dinner. And, you know, instead, I, I called Kim. I'm not sure what to do. Uh, you know, I'm going to go to the dealership. Will you pick, she came, she picked me up. And I, she got in the car and I, I got in the car, car and I said to her, you know, I'm so glad you're the kind of friend I can call. So now I took, you know, and I mean that, but you know, and, and so we were like, yeah, it's all fine. We're going to get there. It's all good. We'll go get your car later. So now instead of me feeling like garbage for the rest of the day, I feel great. I had an opportunity to say something really meaningful to her that I meant. Yeah. She had an opportunity to show me what a great friend she is, that she's going to come pick me up at this stinking car dealership. <laughs> so, you know, every single day, if you approach every single situation looking for the positive, when you go out to do that presentation, you're you're a pro at it because you practiced yeah, right well and recognizing that things are going to happen that are outside your control right like nancy said maybe that person in the third row is going to fall asleep yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean that what you're talking about is not interesting yeah. just maybe he didn't get a good night's sleep last night <laughs> so, i mean don't take it all personally and you know learn to recognize that yeah you can't control whether that man falls asleep or not <laughs> you yeah. can control your ability to maintain your joy I love that. And, and the point that was made earlier about recognizing those thoughts you're, you're telling yourself before you get on stage, I think that's a really good practice. I think it's really hard to do, though, to even notice and get outside your head and say, wait, why am I talking to myself like that? That is so cruel and mean and harsh, and I'm making this much harder on myself than it needs to be. Do you have any tips on how to actually remove yourself from that downward spiral that might happen right before you get on stage so you can actually become aware of your thoughts instead of suffocated by them? Yeah, and I think, you know, what you're talking about is awareness, right? And it's, it requires self-reflection. So I think it, that also becomes... A habit, something that you have to really put your attention upon, right? And set the intention. I'm going to pay attention to when these thoughts arise and I'm going to stop immediately in the moment and address it and say, is this true? And then, you know, another wonderful tip that I learned from positive psychology is this idea of disputing. So when there is something that what I like to call stinking thinking starts happening, right? And all that negative self talk you can say to yourself, no, that's not true, and provide yourself with, you know, evidence to the contrary of that. Remember that one time, you know, I, I did this successfully, and I felt really good about it. I know I can do it. I know I'm capable. And really focusing on the positive and the strengths and, you know, looking for the solution, to, you know, not focusing on the problem. And yeah, I love that. It, it, do you yeah, recommend that. having, like, a, a jar of 
evidence that you're a good person or that you have accomplishments or how do you get back to that? Cause sometimes it can feel like I've done nothing with my life. I you know like I'm, I never do anything right. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love that idea of, you know, keep, cause we do, right. We keep that running tab of all the things we've done wrong in life, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can pull those up like without a second thought, but actually replacing that with a list of things that you've done right. And, you know, one of the things that I love to focus on and that positive psychology is really built around is your strengths, knowing your strengths. And there are lots of ways you can find them. There's actually something called the VIA. It's the VIA Values and Actions Survey, and it's free. You can take it online at via, at via characterstrengths.com. And it tells you, it rank orders your, your values in action and your strengths. And just focusing on those and using them in a new and unique way each day is one way to really help you see you know, what you have to bring to the world. And that's what the Wisdom Coalition is all about, is, is giving people the opportunity to take that pause. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going, 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 you know, the to-do list, one foot in front of the other, is, is, is allowing people that pause to listen in, mm-hmm. that quiet, that reflection, to listen in, and really try to tap into what am I saying to myself, and then providing mm-hmm. those tips and tools to change that dialogue that might not be the positive dialogue that we feel is so important. Yeah. And one thing I just wanted to say, Angela, to add on to something Nancy said earlier about the reframing is one of my favorite things to do is replace have to with get to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when it comes to having the opportunity to speak in front of a group, instead of saying, you know, I have to go and talk, you know, it's like get to, you know, I've been invited to, they thought so highly of me to invite me to come and speak. I mean, that is a, you know, a gift. Mm-hmm. So it's an opportunity instead of an obligation. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I want to say hello to everybody watching on Facebook Live right now. Thanks for tuning in. If you have any questions, you can leave it in the comment box and I will address it before we're finished with this conversation today, which I'm loving because this is such an important topic for public speakers because the concept of joy seems so far away when especially new speakers are trying to remember their speech and not fall down and not, you know, (laughs) not totally hyperventilate on stage and faint and all these things that they might think are going to happen. But I want to ask about this concept of perfection and how perfection ties into the loss of joy and how that might rob people of a great experience. Do you have any thoughts on that? Oh boy, do we have thoughts on that. <laughs> I thought you guys might have favorites. <laughs> Well, yeah, I was just going to say, so one of the things that we focus on at the Wisdom Coalition, we call them our, the mushroom topics, things that grow when you keep them in the dark, things like fear and things like perfectionism, right? So I think personally for me, it's sharing those feelings with other people and bringing them to light, right? And saying, you know, this is what's keeping me stuck. I'm so worried that it won't be perfect. And then other people providing some empathy around that. Like, oh my gosh, I feel that way too, right? I call that the me too factor. Like, oh my gosh. And that makes you then feel human. It makes you realize you're not alone. It makes you see yourself in someone else. And oftentimes people will share their own story. You know, oh, there was this one time and I had to, everything had to be so perfect and it just blew up my face. And, you know, I think that when it comes to opportunities like that, it's a chance to learn a lesson, right? To say, okay, you know, so it wasn't perfect but it still actually went okay and I learned something from it. And next time I won't do it that way. I'll do it a different way. And you know what? I don't think people really want to see perfection. You know, I think people can relate to somebody who's more real, you know, who says, you know, who makes a mistake, you know, stumbles over her words. I mean, 
as a broadcaster, when I started out in my career, I was so focused on being perfect. And I actually had a news director that pulled me aside one day and said, you know what, you got to add some us in there because you sound like a robot. You don't sound real. You don't sound relatable. And especially when you're giving a speech, I mean, who do we want to hear from? We want to hear from somebody that we can relate to that's like us. And, you know, that was um, kind of a big reason why we wrote the book, too, was to give people an opportunity to hear the real us mm -hmm. and to give them an opportunity to think about these mushroom topics that mm -hmm. Kim mentioned. But I mean, I do think that's something we talk about all the time that perfection, first of all, is impossible to maintain. Mm -hmm. It's not only that we want to be perfect, it's that, uh, you know, it should look easy to be perfect and that we should be everything to everyone. And then mm -hmm. we're just exhausted and we're, you know, not, not that happy. I mean, of course we want to be our best selves, of course, you know, but, but to, think that we're going to be perfect because what is that definition even anyway? You know, I've gone through, I had lunch with a, a lovely woman that I've been friends with for a long time and she's, and we were talking about this and she said, you know, I read your book and afterwards she said, I said to myself, uh, or I think it was one of our, our newsletters she read. And she said, you know, every day I leave and I make the bed because I feel like that's something that defines me as being a perfect homemaker and I hate it. She said, I'm miserable. I'm annoyed that I have to make the bed. Nobody sees it. Then I unmake the bed at the end of the night. She said, you know what? I'm going to stop making the bed because that's my, her definition of perfection. And she mm -hmm. let it go. And she was like, no, it's so much nicer. I get up. I don't worry about it. I leave. <laughs> you know, it's still silly, tiny little thing that's yes. changed her life. I love that. Yeah. Exactly. The, the mushroom topics a minute ago. And that just like made me want to say, so what are the other mushroom topics that we keep in the dark that will grow? Cause I'm sure there are many more and they probably are very related to public speaking. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, and like the one that I mentioned fear, that one is big, right? I mean, we think that, especially when it comes to public speaking, I mean, people know that that's one of the top things that people fear, but when you talk about it with someone and they can share their experience and, and again, and bring it to light. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? And once you have that connection, so, so there's fear, there's shame. Shame is a really big one. And Brene Brown does a lot of work around shame and she talks a lot about bringing the, that shame can't survive the light. So when you bring the light to it and you share it with someone else, it dissipates. You know, when you recognize that the shared humanity that we all have, that everybody has shame. Yeah. Their regret, regret, yes, I was gonna say, you know, mm -hmm. and the, the one thing that, uh, Kim always says that I love, you know, comparison. Comparison is the thief of joy, you know, that when we are, are stuck in that comparing ourselves to others and, you know, trying to figure out if, if we're the best or they're the best, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's where a lot of the perfectionist, perfectionism comes from, right? Is comparison. You know, we see someone else and we think they're perfect. However, they may see us or someone else and think they're perfect. You know, we're all comparing ourselves to each other. And meanwhile, there's no such thing as perfect. Yeah, definitely. So I think the opposite of striving for perfection is self-care, where you're actually trying to fill up your cup, as you guys say. So why is self-care important and how um, can being kind to ourselves be useful in this arena of bringing more joy to public speaking? Oh my gosh, that's such a big topic. And one of my favorites is a health coach to talk all the time about self-care. And you know, it's important all the time in your life, right? Not just when you're going to be on stage, but in particular, when you're going to be giving a talk, you know, the days and weeks leading up to it, you really have to make sure you're getting enough sleep, make sure you're eating a healthy diet, make sure you're getting some exercise, you know, make sure you're, you're moving your body in some way, and that you're taking some downtime, some time to just sit and relax, you know, get that cortisol level down. 
Yeah, and Angela, you said, you know, being kind to yourself. And mm -hmm. that is a big part of the self-care that we talk about, you know, is, is, is recognizing that I deserve a break. Mm -hmm. I deserve some time with my friends or, or a good night's sleep or to enjoy mm -hmm. a good book or whatever it is that I enjoy. And I also deserve, when you're saying, you're saying be kind to yourself, to listen to those voices and to make sure that they're nice, you know? Right. Why should we say things to ourselves inside of our own heads that we wouldn't even say to another person, you know? Yeah. It's kind of thinking about how, how would you talk to somebody you love, and that should be how you should be speaking with yourself. We yeah. think that falls under the umbrella of self-care for sure. Oh yeah, self-love, self-love and, and, and forgiveness. So if you do make that mistake, right? Maybe you're up there on stage and, and you feel like you stumbled and fell down, right? And maybe you did literally stumble and fall down. But it's, it's really not the end of the world. You know, that those things happen, you dust yourself up. You know, I'm a big believer in laughing at myself when I do something really foolish. I, it helps me, like I just laugh it off. Like, yeah, that was pretty silly now, wasn't it? You know, and especially yeah. if you're doing a presentation or something, you know, the one thing is you can't look back you know that I've learned you know you have to you know keep looking forward when when you're present and in the moment because if you're not you know if you've got that that whole thing oh my gosh you know 10 minutes ago I should have said this when I wanted to say that <laughs> you know you are you are just going to be in big trouble you have to kind of turn that off and say you know what the audience doesn't know what this was supposed to be they didn't know that I was supposed to put this in that order and that and if they know what they're seeing and you know what what they're seeing is fine and I just have to take what I'm doing and continue to push it forward and be positive and believe in myself. Yeah, and be proud of yourself, yeah. you know, recognizing, listen, this was a big step and I took it, you know, that's, that's yeah, just getting out right. there. Pat, your, pat yourself on the back. You know? Yeah, well, being kind to ourselves and loving ourselves and taking care of ourselves seem like such a different vibration, just those sentences versus like, I have to be the best, I have to be right, I have to be perfect, you know, just the way that they feel in your body when you say those things out loud. So this, this conversation adds so much value to public speakers who may be approaching public speaking from that, that other perspective of trying to be entertaining and leave everyone with this thing that will change everyone's lives. And instead it's like, no, just like have fun, <laughs> enjoy it, be yourself. Mm -hmm. And, and along those lines of being yourself, I'm wondering how this concept of being authentic ties into finding joy as a public speaker. Do you think there's a connection there? Oh, a huge <laughs> yeah. connection. Yeah, I mean, there's a connection with being authentic to everything in life, right? But definitely when you're up in front of, you know, in front of people, you need to bring your true self to the stage, right? And you need to be speaking from your heart about something that you really, that's meaningful to you, you know, that you really believe in. Because people can see through that, right? And people know when you're not being authentic. And, and you have, and that's why you have to know who you really are. You have to do the self-reflection. You have to do the work to say, you know, who am I? What do I believe in? What is it that I want people to know about me, feel from me when I'm in the room with them? And if you don't go through that process of, you know, figuring out who you really are, you can't really be real with somebody else, you know? It's true. So when you guys are getting ready to give a talk, you mentioned this idea of filling up your cup, of thinking about, um, you know, positive things. Is there anything else you do? Any techniques or strategies you could share with the audience that might be helpful in those five or 10 minutes leading up to taking the stage? Yeah. You know, the one thing I'm a big believer in is, is having some kind of a centering activity that can be really quick, you know, and, and um, uh, you know, even in, if you have 10 seconds, 
something that you go to that your brain knows this is what's going to calm me down. And for me, I always have, we always have our wisdom symbol pendants on. And it's, it's our, our wisdom symbol is in the shape of a Y, reminding us to connect to the Y. Why are we doing this? And I'll have Kim explain a little bit more about the wisdom symbol. But it, the, the, the basic idea is that we want to stay true to ourselves and not let the outside world in. You know, so if that guy in the third row is falling asleep, that's okay. You know, I'm still, I'm still here. I'm still me. I'm still uh, confident. And so for me, it's a quick, I can feel it, you know, and, and, and then, and, and, but for somebody else, a centering activity is something different, but, but trying to just tap into something simple, quick that you've gone to many, many times mm -hmm. that can quickly pull you from that high of, of, of where you're freaking out, you know, back down. And, and if you want to talk yeah. a little bit about the wisdom symbol. Well, sure. I'll talk, I'll talk a little bit about the wisdom symbol, and then I'll tell you a little bit about my own centering activities. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I put about the wisdom symbol is in the center of the wisdom symbol is a sunflower. And that sunflower is representative of our core energy and recognizing that we fuel our own core energy, right? So with these types of things and filling up our own cup, that is fueling that energy. And then using that energy to then have that be where your thoughts and your actions and your feelings come from. You know, not letting the outside world, living your life from the inside out, not letting those outside circumstances, that person in the third row, that poor guy we've been picking on him this whole time. But, you know, don't let him come in and steal your joy. Right? He shouldn't fall asleep. We wouldn't pick on him if he That's right. That's he right. just wouldn't pay attention. <laughs> so knowing that you can't, for either side of the coin, right? You don't want to be looking to the outside world to fill your cup, and you also don't want to be looking to the outside world, um, you know, because sometimes they'll steal your joy. So yeah. there's that. But for me personally, you know, prior to a talk or, or a television show, you know, just a few moments of quiet time, closing my eyes and really dialing into my own breath. And I know that that's, um, you know, part of meditation, part of, um, you know, any type of of stress reduction usually has to do with breathing, but I close my eyes and I'll visualize, you know, see myself walking through the steps and see myself feeling the joy while I'm walking through the steps, not just completing them, not just getting through them, but actually thriving while doing them, you know, and, and holding that vision. And it all goes to this concept that we say that joy is a choice. Mm -hmm. So whatever you need to do to make that choice is what you have to do, you know? And for me, you know, there's another thing that I do, and this is ridiculous, but you know, I, I smile because if I'm smiling, my brain can't really freak out because <laughs> I'm smiling. So it's kind of sending a different message. You know, it's recognizing, you know, if I'm like this and I'm like this and you know, yes. my brow is furrowed and you know, my, my jaw is clenched. Well, wait a second. You know, my, then my brain is like, yeah, okay, I'm freaking out, you know, but if I can figure out, wait a second, what am I doing? Relax my shoulders, relax my jaw, get rid of all of this, put a little bit of a smile on my face, make the choice that I'm going to have a good experience, that I'm going to choose joy. There you go. Yeah. Well, and back to the awareness, you know, that is so funny that you said that about, you know, a lot of times I know when I'm nervous, just that checking in with my body makes all the difference because I won't even realize it. You know, sometimes I actually curl my toes in my shoes when I'm nervous. And suddenly I'll just like do this body scan. I'm like, oh my gosh, my toes are curled. <laughs> Uncurl the toes, let the shoulders relax. And it makes such a difference. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So it sounds like awareness is a really big piece of this and the visualization and just being in your body. These things make you more present and also bring you back to the moment instead of anticipating the worst, perhaps. <laughs> so I want to jump into the lightning round. We have six quick questions and these are, you know, one to 10 word answers and you guys can each answer each question. First question is what's the number one piece of advice you have for women who want to be well-known speakers? I would say um, develop and figure out exactly who you are. Um, mm -hmm. Stick to that, you know, have confidence in yourself and practice. A lot. <laughs> yeah. And I would say stay connected to your why. Remember, you know, why you're doing this in the first place, but also remember the why behind what it is you're speaking about. You know, why are you passionate about this? And number two, do you have a personal operating philosophy? And if so, what is it? Hmm. My personal operating philosophy, and Nancy will tell you that this is true, is I have this mantra, I say, I'm open and flexible. And, you know, in the beginning, when I came up with this mantra, I really wasn't open and flexible. <laughs> but the more I said it, the more I became it. And I think that that's true. You know, if you put the positive out there, you will grow into it. Yeah. You know, I think for me, uh, you know, a personal mantra for me is really to, uh, to check in and, and challenge my own thoughts. You know, mm -hmm. I really, really think that's important. And, and and, you know, I used to have a visualization of a pot with a cover. And, and I used to think, you know, when, when I would, you know, I would start to get those and I would, these negative thoughts, and this is silly, but I would think, no, you know, put them perfect. in the pot, put the lid on and boil it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I used to, you know, just, I, that. I needed a visualization like that. But it was amazing when I started to, to really listen in. I'm sorry, I'm going over the 10 words, but how much, you know, <laughs> how much is in there? You know, it's like, yeah. Boy, what an add on. That's really cool. Yeah, I, three. Say, I know this is lightning round, but I just want to say one of the things that I love to do is envision those things going down a river. Like I'm letting go of them and they're floating. They're like down the river. They're far away and they're not coming back. Cool. Number three, what advice would you give to your 25-year-old self? Uh, I would love to talk to my 25-year-old self <laughs> and just say to her, listen, it's all unfolding perfectly. Let it unfold. Don't get so wrapped up and attached to the outcome. It's going to work out. I would say just stop with all the fear and mm -hmm. stop with all the, you know, worrying about being good enough and try, try things without fear. Yeah. Fear is a big thing that holds women back. Absolutely. Number four, what advice do you have for your 75-year-old self? Oh, 75-year-old self. I'd say you have a lot of life left to live, right? Yeah. Well, and I think I'm just such a big believer in being the light, right? And being the role model, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. So I would like my 75-year-old self to be a role model for my children, my grandchildren, and, and the world, really. Yes, and number five, if you had to pick one object to represent yourself, what would you pick? <laughs> I think for me, it would be a sunflower. I love sunflowers. I love that they represent. I love that it's the center of our wisdom symbol. I love that it's the light in the world and the sun with the rays that beam out and really uh, uplift others. We're laughing because we are so different. <laughs> it's hilarious. I mean, we are just such different people, which is great. And right. makes, but, uh, you know, she wants to be a sunflower. My answer to that is a tiger. <laughs> Very different people. Yeah. Well, meat eater. She's not going to eat me. <laughs> Why would you say tiger? Um, because I think I'd like to be, um, you know, uh, I think I'm a little, uh, well, that's, what's a kind word. I mean, she pounces on things. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm, like, not, okay. I'm assertive. Yeah. I didn't want to yeah. say aggressive. We just developed a whole television show on the difference between assertive and aggressive and how for women that's a, you know, a big topic. Um, but I do think, you know, I'm, 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 I get excited about things, which is, uh, you know, great sometimes Keeps <laughs> with, us moving forward. yeah we play tennis a lot I get so excited sometimes I literally reach over the net and I lose us the point because I've reached over onto the other side so sometimes it's not that good but um you know I definitely I definitely feel that I I like to go for the things yeah I would agree <laughs> <laughs> and number six what does it mean to you to claim the stage um, you know to me that just means being be you and be proud of yourself as you. You know, I think so many times we go through life and we're trying to emulate someone else, right? Like we're, we're, we feel like we're not enough. And so we're trying to be Barbara Walters or we're trying to be Oprah or, you know, we're, we're but just be you. That's what I feel is claiming the stage. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and think of it as, an, a, you know, a great opportunity to make connections. You know, an, another, and this is on my mind is we're just developing these TV shows, but another show we're, we're doing is, Technology and relationships. And I, I read that the average person checks their phone 80 times a day. So this old school style of getting in front of other people and making a connection and speaking with them is a, is a great art form you know, yeah. to, to develop. And so you know, getting up there and knowing you're going to hit somebody. You are going to make a connection with somebody. Especially not literally. Yeah, well, <laughs> like that guy in the third row. Don't hit him. So, you know, it, it, and how awesome is that? How's special is that and somebody's going to walk away and think of something remember something you yeah. said that's right and have an impact yeah yeah definitely nancy and kim you are the co-authors of the book the power of a pivot how changing your mindset can bring you more joy in every aspect of your life can you tell us a couple little tidbits about the book and where to find it yeah we can we can show it to you and can we see it oh look at that <laughs> Should have just been holding it up at random times during the interview. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, you can uh, get it on our website, thewisdomcoalition.com. And, you know, it's really about self-reflection and how changing your mindset can make every aspect of your own life better. Your, your work, your marriage, your relationships with your kids, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah, and we broke it down into 24 chapters, and each chapter has a topic. And so it doesn't have to be read cover to cover, which, of course, would be a great way to read it, but you don't have to. If there's something in particular, it's a chapter on fear, and maybe that's something that's bubbling up in you right now, you'd open up the book and read the chapter on, on fear, and at the end, there are thought-provoking questions for you to you know, self-reflect on. Yeah, and the way that we wrote the book is in the style of our newsletter, which is my voice first with um, usually something, you know, an observation or something funny um, where I just kind of talk about the topic, and then Kim chimes in with her wonderful scientific evidence and tips and tools. Um, we found early on in the process that trying to write together because we are so different just wasn't really <laughs> serving us and we weren't finding a whole lot of joy in that. And so we decided to do it this way, which is really great because, you know, I think that um, our styles are so different that, um, you know, we, we can bring a lot of things to the table for, mm -hmm. you know, we'll speak to somebody for sure. I love that. It sounds like a good reference book that could be used at all different times in your life that you can just pick up, look at a page and get the information you need and move on. That's great. That's exactly what we're hoping. We're even hoping that, it, you know, it can be a good, we think it's a great book club book because it's just, you know, there could be some wonderful discussions around the topics in there of perfection and 
and regret and all that stuff. And then mm -hmm. the, there's positive love and friendship and, yeah. and things like that too. Yeah, and underneath each of the questions, there's actually blank space and lines. So people can actually write their own answers in there to the questions and maybe reflect back on them later. Mm -hmm. One quick question now that we're talking about you, you guys being authors, a lot of speakers are aspiring authors or are authors. Do you have any advice on how to bring more joy to the writing process? Because <laughs> that's probably way up there with the same level of experience. Well, like, for, what was know, I thinking? For me, the writing process was, I, you know, I, was, I loved it. I mean, it kept me up at night. I would wake up at four o'clock in the morning and just be out of my mind writing. You know, I couldn't stop writing. And I know that you enjoy the writing process. I think the, the publishing process is something you need some joy for. <laughs> and the editing process, because I swear those typos play hide and seek with you. You know, you're like, I just looked at that. <laughs> well, and I think the other thing in writing is, you, for me personally, you know, Nancy was waking up and, and things were just pouring into her head. For me, I had to be in the right space. You know, I couldn't sit down and say, you know, a lot. And for some people, they do this. They say, okay, from one to two today, I'm going to write. I couldn't do that. I had to write when I felt inspired. So oftentimes that would come to me in the shower. It would come to me while I was meditating. It would come to me while I was working out in the morning, you know, really odd times that I'd have to, you know, hop out and write something down, you know, before I, before it found its way out of my head as quickly as it found its way in. So, yeah, I, I think that sometimes, oftentimes, the stress that we have in life, we put on ourselves, right? So when you put all that pressure on yourself, like, oh, I have to sit down and I have to write right now, if it doesn't feel like a good time, don't, don't force yourself because you're not going to be happy with the outcome anyway. And, and really, the, I think that the concept, conceptualizing the book was such an important part of the process because once we hit on the right concept, it just wrote itself, you know? It, you, you just, I think that you have to really make sure you're focused on what, what you're doing and why you're doing it. Yes, that's right. That's you what you said. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you both so much for coming on the show today to talk about this amazing and important concept of joy and how to bring more of it to your life, not just in public speaking and writing, but across the board. And you've given us so many great strategies and techniques that can be used at any time in life. And like you said, it's a practice you do all the time, not just when you need it. So thank you both for being here and I wish you the best of luck with your book. Thank, thank you. you so Thanks, Angela. Thanks for having us. Thanks. There you have it, my interview with Kim and Nancy of the Wisdom Coalition, sharing so many tips and tools for finding joy, not only when you're speaking, but in everyday life. I'm going to go back and listen to this episode a couple more times and pull out a couple things that I want to try, because I just think there's so much amazing wisdom here which makes sense since they are the Wisdom Coalition. Once again, want to thank Studio Sweden for the amazing earbuds I'm wearing as I'm recording this episode. If you want to check them out, go to studiosweden.com and you can get a 15% discount on any purchase by entering stage 15 at checkout. And there's also a link to check out their site in the show notes if you'd rather go that way. So that does it for me this week, you guys. If you're enjoying these episodes and you're getting value out of the show, please consider leaving a review on iTunes as it does help more people to find the show and it only takes like two minutes. So why not? And as always, you know what I'm going to tell you and I hope you're doing this. Stop waiting, start creating. I'll see you next time. <laughs>